Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And this is Getting Rich After Divorce. We're two divorced women who decided the best way to get rich was to embrace our entrepreneurial spirits and build our own business. To us, rich means the money in your bank account, but also the quality of your life, your experiences, and your personal well-being. You're here to overcome doubt, fear, burnout, and finally get unstuck to build a business you love and makes you rich. You also want to learn how to do all of this while navigating the challenges divorced women face. If that's you, stick with us. You're in the right place. Hey, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And in this episode of Getting Rich After Divorce, we talk about, are you hiding? And this is about how your self-image and body image impact your brand and vice versa. Yeah, I love this, Lee. We talk a lot about, you know, why a woman doesn't start her business. Yes. And, and you can have a lot of reasons, you know, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't, I can't pick my idea, you know, all kinds of reasons that you're stuck, but often one of them is this idea that you're hiding. Yes. And this is the one that you're least aware of because how could it be true? Because it is true that almost 100% of the women we talk to want to say, oh, I'm just worried about the time. I'm not sure I have the time. And, you know, I'm just worried about, you know, the money. How can it be true? Those are just excuses, which coaches, you know, can spot easily. It's rarely true that those are actually the issues, but the, the, the hidden issue is the fact that you want to stay hidden. Yeah. And it's, it's often the, um, the hardest to kind of own up to and to uncover and for yeah. you yourself to bring to light. Right. Right. Um, I, I think I wasn't as aware of this when we first started um, because I had been on YouTube videos and I had been seen, but I was also seen from here up. <laughs> and so, you know, I know, um, remember what was that challenge called? Like the ice bucket challenge that every was going viral in uh, the yeah. early 2000s somewhere. I don't know. Um, somebody on my YouTube channels, like, why aren't you doing this? And, and they said something kind of smarmy, like you should be in a bikini doing it. And I'm like, what? And, but then that challenge was such a thing. Somebody challenged me to do it, but I, I showed up. I allowed the camera to see me from head to toe, but I was wearing like a maxi dress. <laughs> yeah. And the first photo shoot that our company had, like we hired a photographer and we were out there trying to, you know, coordinate clothing and pick backdrops and all that stuff. But we were so physically uncomfortable with this, Mimi. Uh, do you remember that day? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it really threw our photographer yeah. off. I don't think he knew how to, to put us at ease. So our best pictures from that shoot are one where we're far away or two, where we're looking down and looking at something else or um, yeah, it was, it was, there were some awkward pictures. Yeah. And I think because he knew we were so self-conscious, I think he was trying to do a good thing. He airbrushed the living Jesus out of us. I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, my face just looks like a blur. <laughs> it's like, if you have like a, 
one of those filters that's just way too blurry. That's how the, some of these photos look. Cause I, I think he was trying he, to help us feel better about ourselves or whatever, but they, the photos ended up not being as awesome as they could have because of our just extreme discomfort with it. And also I think he was overcompensating for our discomfort and airbrushed us to, to just bits. Yeah. And, and I think that um, it comes to us natural, right? Like how many women do you say, like, I'm not in hardly any of my family photos because mm. I prefer to be the one taking the pictures. You know, that's definitely me. And that when I see myself from vacation pictures, I'm just like, oh, all I can see is everything negative, you know? So I really have had to work in the last couple of years to like, no, look at where you are and who you're with and how much fun you're having. But it's, you know, I think it comes natural to women not to like their physical appearance, you know, so to feel uncomfortable with it. And, and there's this thought if you're using them for business that, oh my gosh, I'm going to put this picture out on the internet and the whole world is going to see it. Like soon it's like 200 million people have viewed your awkward photo at the art museum or something. And it's like, yeah, like, wouldn't that have been lovely? <laughs> Yeah, that's what you want to have happen. You want yeah. to get that many people, but the chances are, you know, it's not going to be worldwide. <laughs> You're not going to go viral. <laughs> and um, in this day and age, Mimi and I have talked about this in this podcast. I think we definitely, you know, talk about this with our students that uh, the future of business is that the businesses and the individuals who show themselves and let people get to know them, however that is. You know, it might be in tons of photos, it might be in tons of videos, or it may just be um, exposing themselves, becoming seen. And so if you're hiding for whatever reason, it could be just some self-image issues, it could be body image, it doesn't have to be about body, because some people are a little more comfortable in their bodies than I perhaps have been. But um, it, you know, it could be your education level, or the way you speak, or just something else that that makes you feel like you want to hide. And when you've got to be your brand, which is increasingly the case that you are your brand, how do you resolve that? It certainly is, we want to be clear, resolvable. <laughs> you know, you we had many body, Mimi and I had body image issues more than self-image, I would say. I don't know, Mimi, you might disagree, but I feel like ours was more body image related. And so it was hard for us to be pushed in front of a camera or, you know, in a video setting, we just were always trying to find ways to camouflage. And so you can't be your true authentic self, you know, your full shining, glowing, wonderful genius self if your part of you is hiding. And this will impact your brand. So, you know, what we want to talk about is that this is a reality for so many women and it's something you can work through. It's something you can work through. Absolutely. You can still start your business, even with a low self-image. Um, you can start putting your feet one foot in front of the other. And then you slowly, like Mimi and I didn't change overnight. We had, it was an evolution. Right, Mimi? Yeah. And I think, um, I think it's the idea that nowadays people want to know more about the company and who's behind it, that they're giving their money to, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't, it used to be like whoever advertised the loudest, you know, that's who you would buy from. But I think people are a lot more discriminating now about where their dollars go. And so there's this 
um, kind of turning towards authenticity and really knowing that the person in the company that they're dealing with, especially, you know, for us, we have a really personal business, right? Like we're working one-on-one in Zoom rooms and chatting with people live. So if somebody's going to come in and really, you know, open up their heart to us, they really want to be able to trust us. So it's that idea of, you know, we, we have the products that we sell, we have the courses that we sell, you know, the things that we sell, but, um, people want to trust us. And I think feel comfortable that we know and love and trust them. And we're giving an offering, you know, from a place of real caring. Right. And a part of people relating to us and to you is really seeing your vulnerability and your, the parts of you that make you human. And, you know, I definitely warm to, so to speak, you know, I'm warm to people who are more human and less perfect, who don't try to be perfect or present a perfect image and talk about the fact that they're not perfect. Those are the people I'm far more likely to trust, you know, their authenticity and vulnerability than I am somebody who's putting on like a glossy sheen all the time. I'm in fact, I'm less likely to hire that person, especially as a something, you know, as personal as a coach, Um, even a business coach. I don't want somebody who's got their Maserati sitting behind them and is, you know, dressed to the nines with, you know, a whole team, unless they're also talking about how imperfect they are and how vulnerable they are. I need to see both. Um, Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with a Maserati. (laughs) <laughs> or a, or a ball gown. It's just what's being presented. What's being presented? Yeah. What What are they trying to show with that? Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're talking, um, you know, a lot about images, photographs, videos. You know, and and so when you're uncomfortable with that and you get in hiding mode, I think that keeps you stuck, right? Like this yeah. idea that we're going to have to be out there. And so often people think, well, maybe my business isn't going to involve you know, like a ton of photos, you know, maybe I'm going to have an Etsy store. The Etsy stores I buy from, their photos are up there. They tell you a little bit about themselves. Like they're trying to break through the noise, right? And let you connect to who they are and what their brand does and why they're in this business. People want to know why your company exists. So, you know, it's not like you have to go out and be a TikTok star and you're dancing, you know, and like Lee said, you got on a bikini and you're like, oh, look at me. I'm at the- <laughs> the friends having such a lovely time like it doesn't have to be like this extreme number of videos but um and the hiding can take a lot of forms like say you've got a brick and mortar store you're competing with all the other brick and mortar stores why do they want to walk into yours you know if you've got a blog you know that's a um that's a vulnerability in a totally different way right like you're really sharing your stories if you have a podcast the podcast that i listen to um, the blogs that I read, even the books that I buy it, are because I have a connection to the author and the creator in some way. They've opened up and let me step into their world. So there's lots of different ways that hiding can affect how you go to market and how you um, even start your business and take it to the next level. Exactly. And so, you know, again, we get back to this concept and, you know, our day and age where you are your brand. And most likely at some point, you've got to step forward. And even this is, this can be something as simple as writing your bio on your website. Uh, We struggled with that too. Like how, 
so often they're in this funny, like awkward third person, like Lee is a this and she's done this and this and this. And you're supposed to do it that way. But it's really awkward even just to write your own bio because it's like, what do they want to know about me? And then you start getting into what your degrees are and your certifications and how long you've been in business. And um, it, it starts to feel hard, especially because some people, it's not about their body. As we said, it's about... I don't have my certification yet. I've only been in business, you know, two months, you know, how do I make that sound impressive? <laughs> and, you know, uh, how do I talk about myself? I feel like my life has been a train wreck and I'm trying to get my life together. So how do I tell my life story and sound compelling? And I think my answer to that would be as kind of a writing coach from a writing coach perspective would be, well, you tell the train wreck story. You let people in, let people in, let them see that. Yeah. And often it's the stories that you've been hiding, right? That yeah. you're, you know, back to that idea of hiding. It's the stories about your life that not everybody around you has um, known because we, we're so adept at creating a facade and, you know, living and existing behind it. So this idea, and it isn't like the first day you come out, you got to dump all your dirty laundry, your clean <laughs> laundry, like everything about you out into the public. But yeah. it's just, you know, what we want you to start, start thinking about is where am I hiding? How am I hiding? And what are the steps that I can take to start um, dismantling that a little bit? Yeah, it maybe brings up a good point. You know, there is discernment in terms of, you know, it depends on the type of business you have. Like if you're going to, let's, let's pick body image. This is something that most women can relate to. If you're going to have a body image coaching business, you need to be able to tell your body image story and not try to look perfect. Um, you know, I would argue even a personal trainer who's been not always perfect in their body and had a their in back story is far more compelling to me than someone who's got a, always had a perfect body and never had to wor worry about losing weight. I, I wouldn't even trust that person to give me good advice or make me feel good while they're giving me advice. So, um, you know, if you're running a restaurant, let's say you have a bricks and mortar restaurant business, uh, you you don't have to reveal your stories always in that kind of way. But I think just seeming human, being human will make people want to come to your restaurant yeah. in whatever way you want to make yourself seem human. But people don't want like too much information, you know, beyond what they need, but they just need enough to know that you're human and that they can be human too in your yeah. space, whatever space you're offering with your business. Yeah. I have an interesting example about this. So one of my coaches has one of the most successful uh, marketing podcast on Apple Podcasts. I'm guessing across all the podcast channels. But she said one day she got super vulnerable. All she ever talked about was marketing tips, how to market, how to market, how to market. And one day she got super vulnerable and shared her weight loss journey story and her business exploded. And to this day, she's had hundreds and hundreds of videos out. It still is one of her most popular videos because that's when everybody could say, oh, I know this woman, I am this woman, I've shared this pain. Like it was so much easier to connect to her as a person now who is teaching marketing tips, not has this like marketing guru who's so successful that like, maybe I can learn a couple of things here. Like it just made her so 
human and relatable to all of the, I think she has a primarily female audience that she was connecting to. It's like, you know, all of a sudden you felt more connected to her and therefore more able to receive the messages that she was getting and the lessons that she was teaching. Yeah, it's because you can think if you have like a marketing guru that you follow, you know, and you're like, wow, I, what, what people tend to do themselves, especially women is, I mean, but she's just like that. Like she's, there's something about her. She's just always been successful. There's something, there's some special magic she has that I don't have. And so when she could share this journey of imperfection and her struggle with it, you know, her, her own idea of imperfection. I think she's perfect as she is, but it's her perception of imperfection and the struggle she had with it. Then suddenly it breaks the ice. It's like, oh, she is human. She's not this, just a superstar who's always perfect. She has the struggles just like me. So maybe I, with my struggles could do, you know, something like what she's doing. It just, it does make, uh, it just people warm to that. We are, you know, a species based in language, we love stories. <laughs> so, and sometimes even just a photo, even though you don't have to have tons of photos, even just a photo of yourself tells a story. Um, and then when you are branding and putting maybe a photo on a website, uh, you you know, think about what what is the image people would warm to. You know, is it you standing there with your arms crossed, like the you know, typical corporate photo, you know, with a brick wall behind you? What are people going to warm to? Is it you, st- you know, with your dog, like down on the ground playing with your dog? Uh, depends on the business, but what are people going to warm to? And what shows your true spirit? Yeah. It's good. And it's, um, I do think it takes practice, right? It, it is. Does. Oh, thanks for telling me this. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, you know, self-image and I'll be sharing myself across all of the different social media. Going to put on the bikini now. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, here I go. You know. <laughs> um, it takes practice and just sharing, you know, a little bit. And, and I find it super interesting that a lot of, um, like if you hear celebrities talk, they all tend to be like, not all of them, a lot of them are like shy and introverted you know, like you think they're all going to be like so flashy and like, oh, they just want the attention, you know, and a lot of, you know, like really successful business people are very introverted and, you know, this has become like an outlet for them to share. So I think, you know, for me, I'm the same, you know, like I never share a lot of like really personal stuff. And um, I, I just had to like one toe at a time, be able to come in and talk about you know, what was happening in my life, how I overcame it and how I want to help you do the same. Right. Exactly. And, um, yeah, all this stuff, I'm glad you brought up Mimi, (laughs) even though it may seem obvious to us, we're not saying, Oh, now that you know this, just go out there and feel better. (laughs) It takes time. It took us years, really years. I mean, I still struggle in a photo shoot. Yeah, me too. Me not too. like, oh, I'm not going to struggle anymore. I'm going to all no. of a sudden love a photo shoot. No. <laughs> and now I don't go into it with this sense of like total dread and feeling uncomfortable, which, you know, is very helpful for the photographer and it helps create better photos at the end of the day. 
Right. And even still writing a bio and, you know, working on my bio is hard. It's something it's like, you know, if you've ever had to write a dating profile, whenever you're writing about the self or photographing the self, suddenly all your insecurities come up. Um, and the message we have for you is that you can get more comfortable with this. It is possible to stop hiding as much and slowly crawl out from behind whatever you're hiding behind <laughs> and whatever you're, you know, get a little more comfortable showing whatever it is you think you need to hide. Um, yeah, and- I think that's it, Lee. Like uncover what it is that that you're trying to hide mm-hmm. because I can guarantee you it's really, it's nothing everybody else is always already dealing with in some level. It's probably the thing you want to hide the most is probably what people are going to resonate with about you the most. Yeah. And, you know, for the people who it's not body image, but maybe it's like, well, I just started my business, so I can't say I've been in business for 20 years. Um, so maybe it's more just this insecurity about you're not enough somehow to start a business. Um it's the same thing, you know, you just become more friendly with the fact that maybe you, you don't have 20 years experience, but does that make you, you less valuable? Does that, you know, you are enough in so many ways, maybe that's a way that, you know, you can't say that exactly, but what are all the things you can say, you know, and maybe you're going after a client who wants something fresh, you know, or just like something else about you, you offer something and you're definitely enough, uh, no matter what you think your shortcomings are. So it's, even if it's not body image, you are enough. You are enough and you can start to slowly not hide behind this not enoughness fear. Yeah. Like when you were saying that, Lee, um, sometimes when somebody's been in the business for 20 years, they um, kind of take for granted the path that they were on and they forget the struggle at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how can you take what you think this weakness is of I'm so new to it mm-hmm. and flip it to be what your strength is? Like, um, I'm just, I, I can so relate to where you are because I've just had to overcome that. Like, it's very close to me and personal. And you can understand where they are a lot more than somebody who's 20 years in the business, right? Yeah, there's a certain, um, definitely in the coaching field and maybe in consulting, things like that, or really any business. I think the longer you've been in business, there's a way in which it's harder to seem approachable or relatable. You have to work at it, I think, at that point to make sure people can relate to you. If you've reached some kind of meteoric you know, success and you've been in business you know, a thousand years, um, people can feel like, well, that person's just so distant. And um, even if you're not, they can just perceive you to be on some kind of pedestal that you're not actually on. And so you have to, when you're in that position, you have to work really hard to chip away at that um, perception that people tend to have. And so there's a big advantage to being fresh and approachable. Yeah. I think the trick is just to take what you think your weakness is and find out how you can flip it. Yeah. Right. Can feel comfortable about it because it's bringing something different. Exactly. Everything about you is bringing something different to the table. And that, that just, just to keep relating self-image and body image, same thing with body image. Um, you know, I definitely have some coaches and programs I've signed up for, and, you know, they're female coaches with, you know, more rounded figure. And when they show themselves, 
in a way that is more playful and um, comfortable, I just, my heart warms to them, <laughs> you know? Uh, so they flipped the very thing that was hard for them and made it actually an asset that, you know, um, makes their business work. So, yeah, it's a, it's a rich topic. We'll be talking more about this um, because there's so much more to say. Yeah. And how it weaves into the brand that you want to create. So we really will be talking about it a lot to heads of week related to brand. Exactly. All right, Mimi, any other questions? Anything else? Are we complete with this? No, I think that's good. Um, Thanks for being here today. You know, uh, drop a like, follow us if you're not already following us Mm -hmm. and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. We're so happy you were here. We truly value each and every one of you. Yes, um, we we sure do. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're catching us, whether it's on, you know, through a podcast platform or on YouTube. Uh, Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you feel you deserve that. Um, and, and join our community so you get updates and, and stick with us.